Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. girls here too and uh we've got so much to talk about we have had a little bit of a crazy few weeks all three of us um our business is always busy at the end of the year of course we've got tearing down everything from christmas we're still moms wives business owners <laughs> and, and I added, I added a couple puppies in the mix yes and I the Wuhan flu <laughs> and the Wuhan flu and the China virus. Uh, the China virus, the bioweapon from <laughs> Wuhan. <laughs> this is Amy, by the way. I just want to point it's out that is Amy, who is a registered Democrat, saying that to you. <laughs> I mean, what else can we call it at this point? We know it was made in the lab. Why else? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here like, why else would they do this kind of research? If What, are, what else are they going to do? Use it for? Well, we have it's the okay. experts. We have many experts now conceding, like 99% sure it was made in a lab. I think, will we ever 100% know without China's help? Who knows? I don't know how helpful China is, but let's be real. I trust Fauci about as much as I trust China. So I, you know, we know there continues to be connections. I'm sorry, it is true. I, I have a very hard time understanding if you know how many things don't add up. I'm not saying you have answers. And I'm certainly not saying that you can speculate about a person without evidence and judge them. This man has so many things that he is connected to that it is hard for me to understand why why there's anyone in America, if you know the full scope, if you're listening to anything other than CNN, which incidentally- thing is like, at this point, you'd have to blatantly ignore- Ignore. You have to choose to ignore those Cognitive- And, you know, so if you are choosing to ignore all of this, then of course, you know, you might have a different opinion than, than us, but if you're open to looking at all sides, then you might just change your mind. Or perhaps the facts (laughs) or just, yeah. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. But either way. Facts over Fauci. Yeah. (laughs) Either way, um, the, the Wuhan flu was no joke and it ripped through my house and started with me and, um, had the, the massive headache, the chills, the body aches were crazy, the fever. I was in bed for probably a good solid two days. Um, I posted on my Instagram. I'm sure many of you who listened probably saw that we shared it on just think, but all the different things I did, I threw the kitchen sink at it, as Joe <laughs> Rogan said. Um, and you know, I mean, I got through it just like I get through the flu. I've been, I've been through that before. It was very similar, but then all of my kids got it except for my, and my husband got it. Um, and then Haley, my daughter, she's six. She's the only one that just went on about her business and we did not quarantine. I wasn't like, 
in my room and they were like sliding food underneath the door. You know, it was like, <laughs> or none wearing of that. a mask in your house. We were not masking in our own house. We were not doing any of that. We were under the, um, you know, the realization that like, we all live in this house together. Okay. This is our family. And if one person gets it, then chances are somebody else will, we're not going to do all of that. So we didn't. And my daughter was just fine. So I'm hoping that she got some asymptomatic exposure and maybe has some immunity. Um, Anyway, but I'm happy to have some, some natural immunity in our house. You got it, girl. Hey, and let me tell you something else. I was with Amy. <laughs> and that's the craziest I, thing. I was with Amy. We slept in the same bed. We drove in the same car. We were at your house, Holly. We were yeah, they were with me, who's already had it. We're five. We're, we're like five hours in a car, you know, round trip. And of course, we didn't mask. We were eating and drinking after each other because we always do. And I never got it. I mean, and like, it's just, and I mean, who knows? I could get it now, but if I got it now, it's not from her. Right. Well, Amy had a headache for when she got here, right? And we just thought it was a migraine. Yeah. yeah, she thought it was just like, migraine it's like or different. It's not like it was like, oh my God, I have a headache, I have COVID. No, you know? yeah, it was a mild headache to start at your house. And then when I got home, I actually, Monday, you know, we got home Sunday, Monday I did my normal things that I always do. And it was by like Monday late afternoon. I was like, oh, okay. That's when it was like, that's very, when we got the text from her. She said, I'm going down. I'm going down. I'm going down. <laughs> she was like, I'm going down girls. I'm you know, it, just, it hits you. It's like, it just hits you and you know, that's it. And you just, you go yeah. get in the bed and that's it. Yeah. So, and and you just take care of yourself. I live to I tell say, the tale. I will say, I just want to throw this out there. Of course, right when I, you know, knew that she was feeling sick and I had been around her and obviously I'm with my family, our kids go to school together and all this stuff. I, you know, we already are doing the nasal washing and gargling and stuff, but I doubled down with us and our kids. Who knows if that helped, but I just want to throw that out there, y'all. Just please remember, you know, and it is easier to like slack off. You think it's not worth it, but especially when you're going to be around others or when you've been around a larger crowd um, and or around more high risk people um, than you or high risk environments too. Go home and wash your boogers and gargle in your mouth. I mean, and it's not just now you can do like saline washes or whatever, but actually using something like um, on my betadine or povidine iodine. I've got a highlight in my story. It's also in a COVID protocol Google Doc that I created for everybody. And Dr. McCullough, there's great videos. I've got links to that. But if you use betadine, that actually kills it on contact. And there's great studies that are showing that it reduces symptoms or reduces risk of even getting it. Because you have to stop it where it starts, and it starts in your nose and your mouth. So when you're asymptomatic, or even when you have the mild symptoms, please don't sit there and think, oh, this is mild, I'm going to be fine. Because it always starts out mild, always, okay? So just start doing, and we gargle with uh, 3% food grade hydrogen peroxide. Um, doesn't really have to be food grade, because you're not swallowing it, so just gargle and spit it out. But please get you and your family to be doing that, okay? Because even if you get it, it'll be milder because it stops virus replication, okay? Just wanted to throw that out there because it's so important. I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to be fine. And then three or four days in, they start getting worse or they regress. And then they're like, crap. So then it's a little too late. It's not like you're going to get severe disease or illness, but it's just you're going to have more symptoms. Even when I felt like crap, I was doing it, um, you know, even when it was probably too late because the virus replicates super fast <laughs> and, and I was doing those things and I still got it. So it's not like a hundred percent foolproof, but I was doing it, you know, every couple hours, um, just trying to get what I could, but 
Uh, Mark say from the from the winner of severe severe disease and death. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm marking myself safe. Woo! Survivor. The, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. <laughs> from the winter of severe disease and death that was prophesied over us by the by yeah that was that was from our sitting president of the United States because you weren't vaccinated. Unity and healing. Yes. Here's what's interesting is already in states I believe this morning uh, CNBC said. New York and Florida already were seeing a decline in numbers of cases. There were states like Wyoming, probably more remote places where people haven't been as close. They were seeing an uptick, but these big, heavily populated states were already seeing a decline. I think maybe COVID is going to end up being a gift to all of us and what it's ex what it has exposed and who it has exposed to the virus so that we can build an actual herd immunity because I think the CDC quietly has come out this week and acknowledged that, oh, oh, actual um, acquired immunity is more effective than the vaccine. Did that come out? I think it's hilarious that they say new bombshell study. <laughs> we have a bombshell study, a new one, a brand new one proving natural immunity. Don't mind the hundreds that are in like brownstone.com, wherever that, that yeah. site is. That's like... 80, 90 studies that we've already discussed here, but the bombshell study that's actually admitted on the CDC website, y'all go look at the chart and yep. we can put it up. Um, it's quite um, impressive for those who have had previous infection. Y'all, there is so much stuff that has happened since we've been with y'all last. <laughs> oh my God. Where we are like, just go we ahead and pop have popcorn. already been saying this. this we've been, so many people have been saying these things and been banned and censored for it. And we're going to play some of the clips of what we're talking about. Yeah. Things yeah. that we have been saying since the, we started our podcast. Told you and so. And now we're acting like this is new information. Hmm. It's I, bizarre. I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I have felt so vindicated in the last few yes. years that I have literally wanted to just post my mugshot and be like, told you so. Like, I just, yep. I, just to be like, you can try to censor us. You can try to discredit us. You can attack us. We've had all of it. But the thing is, is the one thing that we've agreed to do was that we were going to stay focused on facts, that we were going to apologize when we got it wrong. We were going to correct it when we got it wrong. But you better believe before we get our tails on this podcast and talk about any of this, we are going to be fairly certain that we're at least onto something. Doesn't mean we've got it all figured out, but we know something's not adding up. And if you are an American who does not feel this stuff is not adding up, you aren't paying attention. You can't be, no. you can't be. And, and by the way, if CNN, if CNN is your news source, uh, their ratings are down 75% from what, just this last quarter? I think it's 90% from the year before. Nobody's watching the propaganda machine anymore because they recognize what's happening. It's well, disgusting. Here's something to make people think, okay? And just think, just try to make sense of this, okay? In the same week or within the same two weeks, maybe, um, the prime minister from the UK, Boris Johnson, okay? He announced that they were stopping mask and vaccine mandates, okay? Now, I don't know all the exact wording that he said, but he's essentially, they're stopping that there, all right? This is in the same week or really the next day um, after we had admitted that we, well, we doubled down despite them admitting that masks were ineffective, 
is it Dr. Wynn that was on saying that cloth masks, in effect, we've got that clip. Yep. And the Pfizer CEO, the CEO of, of Pfizer fully, admit, fully admitting that the vaccine is not effective against Omicron. We've got both of those clips. Can and we, also the who, the who saying oh, the boosters are not yes. recommended for, for kids. So let's just play all, don't all take right, our words. Let's just knock this yeah. out. Let's just, just so you guys know, we're not making up. stuff up. Right. We're not making stuff up. It's real. Here is Dr. Swaminathan. I don't know. <laughs> that is so not her name. It is spelled S-W-A-M-I-N-A-T-H-A-N. Um, this is the WHO acknowledging boosters for children. Healthy children or healthy adolescents need boosters. No evidence at all. So Okay, hold on. I'm going to start that at the beginning. Sorry. The aim is to protect the most vulnerable, to protect those at highest risk of severe disease and dying. Those are our elderly populations, the immunocompromised, people with underlying conditions, but also healthcare workers, because if a lot of healthcare workers get infected, as we see now, they can be out sick and we don't want them getting uh, severely ill. So to reserve boosters uh, for that population, um, there's no evidence right now that healthy children or healthy adolescents need boosters, no evidence at all. No evidence at all. Now, remember, she's saying she's still advocating for boosters for adults, but the CEO of Pfizer yesterday, according to CNBC, came out and said he doesn't think that a booster program would be a good idea. I imagine he knows something that he's not saying, but he says he Holly, doesn't Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you were about to play the clip, but what I was going to tell you is... Um, the who she also was saying, when she's saying that she's recommending the boosters, she was also talking, if you go back and listen to the whole hearing, she's talking about how to protect the most vulnerable, which is what we've always done, mm -hmm. okay? And, and also that there are countries that are giving too many and it's taken away from the countries and the people who need it. So think about that when we're throwing all of these at healthy individuals, and she said it needs to be equitable. Like if we want it to be, equitable and for everybody who really truly needs it it's like if you really want to do for the neighbor mm -hmm. then give up your vaccine if you are healthy and not at risk to someone who is at risk somewhere else around the world even i mean yeah well the other the other question about these vaccines guys and with you know for people the the creators of the vaccines won't give up the patents to other countries to be able to produce more of them so that they can have vaccines as well so which begs the question is it really about saving everybody or is it about money right because they aren't willing to get other people to help them produce those vaccines so some of these other countries can have it i think that's a something that everybody needs to consider in all of this um here is walensky cdc director walensky talking about um the new study that finds severe illness is rare among vaccinated people this is what it says anyway just listen to this this is from gma the morning rundown the overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with. And we said this in June. Guess why we knew this in June? It was actually on the CDC website. Was it not you guys? In June, it said yes, the people died. I, I posted it on my story. Yeah, we both did. And I think we talked about yeah. it on our podcast. And yep. they had at least four comorbidities if they died. And this and this woman comes out acting like this is new news. It is infuriating. You're I, Meanwhile, the fear, the fear of God has been set into everyone since mm -hmm. January of 2020 that yep. everyone's gonna die from this and that 
you know, I mean, this is, this is what has stoked the, the flames of fear mm -hmm. in this country for right. so long. And we've been trying to, you know, put some perspective around it. And now yeah. all of a sudden. Well, and, and Holly, before you play the Pfizer CEO, because we've got yeah. that other clip too, yes. but um, also even the New York City, is it, is it the mayor? Whatever. Yeah. She was up. Is that right? Governor. Governor. The mayor, mayor? is Eric Adams. Oh, governor. Governor. You know. Okay. Anyway, she was talking and saying that the hospitalizations, they wanted, just now, two years in, they want to investigate who's actually in there because of COVID or just incidentally got tested positive for COVID. And I have the video, but we're not, we don't have it to play, but uh, so I might get the numbers wrong, but I swear she said like 49% uh, of the COVID hospitalizations like came in for COVID or with COVID complications, but 50, which means 51% were incidentally tested positive, like came in for something else, but they test everybody happened to be positive. Which we know they counted those towards right, those the are, COVID right. hospitalizations. They fully admitted that as well. And we have shared that as well. Yeah. Motorcycle accidents, yep. broken leg, broken arm, appendicitis. Yeah. These oh. all were counted as COVID hospitalizations if they tested positive for COVID. We've said that. We've That's said right. that. All right. And then there's okay. Dr. Fauci right here. Um, no. who, who's talking about, I'm just going to continue to play several clips. Okay. This is Dr. Fauci talking about how the number of hospitalized children, how that's been counted. And again, something we've been talking about since last summer, take a listen to this. Mm, this man. Thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are quote hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. But the Oh, you don't say, you know, because we mentioned this about happening with adults, too. We've had insiders in hospitals saying it was happening. And oh, oh, here we are in 2022. And you're just now admitting this has been happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How different would would the perspective be if we could have gotten the numbers at least somewhat correct? The experts in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a pandemic, this would be where you get all the big people in, all the smartest of the smart, the best statisticians, the best physicians, the best scientists, everything, everybody to keep record of what's going on. You know, it's like finding patient zero, like what's going on with them, like all of these things. Why would they have not been taking, collecting data, like the best they've ever collected, ever? But um, they haven't been. That's why we have to look at other countries for data. And, and, and many experts, I mean, we could quote countless experts who say the data in the United States is so destroyed for the most part that there has been, I mean, we could have, we're two years in, we could have cleaned our data collecting up a long time ago. We didn't. We didn't. It is frightening that we have done such a piss poor job. And it's going to, I'm going to be honest, like, I feel like this is the episode where it's going to be really hard not to swear. We try not to. We know many of you. That's every episode for me. Oh my gosh. But it's, like, it's so bad, almost intentional. You know, it's like, it's so bad that you have to, you have to almost think like, are we, are we just that bad? I are mean, we that dumb? The monkeys have been running the circus. 
the monkeys have been running the circus. And we were all sitting in the audience going, God, why did they let the monkeys run the circus? But nobody wanted to, then we got attacked for criticizing the monkeys. I mean, right. it's, it's unconscionable that we have lived this way. And right. the, the, in such a lack of leadership. I mean, if you want to do a case study on the effects of poor leadership in America, go take a look at who's in charge right now. It is unimaginable we are only yes. going to be beginning to see mm. the consequences and the aftermath of the decisions that have been made for the past two years in our kids in our just our youth our economy everything like it's really scary when you really just sit back and think about what we've done and how this has affected generations to come mm -hmm. well i think this is a good time to bring up our friend barry weiss we call her our friend. She doesn't know us, but we love her um, because she is a left of center lesbian. This is not a right wing conservative who has really dug deep for answers. You know, she's a naturally curious journalist, formerly with the New York Times, Wall Street Journal. She is a naturally curious journalist with integrity. And mm -hmm. she has been calling out so much that she is seen not adding up. In, in from the woke culture, and she's very vaccinated. She's had really good people, though, on her podcast. It's called, um, um, what's Barry Weiss's podcast? Honest, honestly. Honestly, thank you. She's had fair people, fair doctors, doctors who are very pro-vaccine, but will, you know, acknowledge that safe and effective probably wasn't the best words to use for something that you don't really understand yet, right? Like, you hope it's safe and effective, but in any case, Barry was on uh, Bill Maher this past week and she has a clip that went viral. And I think what might be as interesting as what Barry has to say along the lines of what Amy just really shared is that listen to the audience. And I don't know if you've been watching Bill Maher for years, but his audience is pretty left. Listen to the cheers in the audience for what she has to say. And hopefully guys, it's gonna play, there we go. I'm done. No, I'm done with COVID. I'm done. It's yeah. like I I went so hard on COVID. I yeah, sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like young girls, a 51% increase in self-harm, 
People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think it's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's not. It's a pandemic of bureaucracy. Preach, yep. sister. Preach. Exactly. She has, and also, um, just so y'all know, if you wanted to listen to her podcast, Honestly, by Barry Weiss, um, I just started listening, but she has a part one and a part two um, labeled The Aftermath, where she really dives deep into the aftermath of COVID and what we've done with um, how it's affected kids, mental health, um, economy, all the other facets while we've been so laser focused on cases in the hospital, not knowing who's with COVID or because of COVID, like all these things that we're focused on. Meanwhile, all these other things are just sliding in down the abyss. And so she is, she dives deep into it. And so it'd probably be really, I highly recommend listening. Um, when you're talking about the economic lockdown, you know, a lot of people, that was what they were worried about with lockdowns was the economy. And I, I wanted to just bring this up just as a segue once she said that, um, the Great Barrington Declaration, if y'all don't know about this, it's like thousands. I, I mean, I, I, it's probably like 16,000, 20,000 physicians that are involved in this. And um, one of their things that they were saying in the beginning of all of this is they had like a policy that they were trying to put out um, stating those who are not vulnerable should immediately be allowed to resume life as normal. Simple hygiene measure, measures such as hand washing and staying home when sick should be practiced by everyone to reduce the herd immunity threshold. Schools and universities should be open for in-person teaching, extracurricular activities, sports should, and sports should be resumed. Yada, yada, okay? I'm gonna skip over because what their main point was, it says adopting measures to protect the vulnerable should be the central aim of public health responses to COVID-19. Like they were wanting people to not have lockdown because they, were look, they knew that there were gonna be other ramifications besides just health, okay? Well, apparently, Francis Collins, there's a whole email trail. There's like 3,000 emails. Sent an email to Dr. Fauci and Cliff. I can't remember his last name. Um, and, can we remind everybody the head of the NIH was Dr. Francis Collins? The, the okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, because I know some people may not understand. This was the one of the bureaucrats in charge under Fauci. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yes. Yeah, so they are communicating with each other, Okay reminding you please go back and please go look up the great Barrington De declaration and the physicians that are that have signed this and that are part of this they are very intelligent very well respected um very it's just in insane talk about experts okay anyway this is his email it says this proposal from the three fringe epidemiologists who met with the secretary seems to be getting a lot of attention and even a co-signature from Nobel Prize winner, Mike Levitt at Stanford. There needs to be a quick and devastating published takedown of its premises. I don't see anything like that online yet. Is it underway? That was Francis Collins' email to Fauci. Coordinated effort to Take blast these doctors and that's exactly what they did. Yep, so th this is what is going on you know, behind closed doors, we don't even know the, that's just like that's the tip one, of the iceberg. One email. That's just one of the thousands of emails. Well, and you know, these people have access to the same people Hillary Clinton did to get rid of emails. Like, I mean, to, to think that we'll, I'm sorry. I mean, I, 
we to think that we're ever going to see the full scope of emails that are there that would implicate so many of these people to criminal behavior at this point. You're well, talking about the silencing of dissenting opinions. In science, it is this dissenting opinions that help steer us towards the truth to know right. what is true. If you silence dissenting opinions, that is that is a dictatorship. I mean, that is not America. That is not the way we were created. And, and I will always believe that if the truth is the truth, it can stand up to scrutiny. And exactly. it can stand up to being tested. The only reason you don't want something to be investigated is you probably have your own doubts about how true it is, or you have an ulterior motive. Yes, and, and we not. know the n- amount of money that is tied up in this. And if you don't think there are money trails that span the globe on the last two years, just look at who Joe Biden tried to put back at the FDA. Did you <laughs> see this? Did you see this? This dude has been running pharmaceutical companies and now they're going to be putting him in charge of monitoring said pharmaceutical companies. Mm. Like it is, it is literally like sleeping with the enemy at this point. It is, it, this is not conflict of interest. I mean, and he has stock with, he like, you know, it's, he's like, has a bunch of stock in the pharmaceutical industry as well. And so, but then he's going to regulate it. Okay. (laughs) So the regulator was formerly like basically the creator and the, the person who ran these, you know, helped run these companies is now going to regulate them. And you don't think that's a conflict of interest. Come on. And it happens all the time. But I do want to go back to the cloth mask thing before we forget, because God knows we've all run into our share of mask Nazis. And our position on the podcast has always been, if you believe in that mask and you want to wear that mask, you should wear that mask. You should wear that mask. And if you're concerned that someone else not wearing a mask is your problem, stay home. Literally, because there are people who, frankly, shouldn't wear a mask. But we knew early on because Fauci, first of all, you remember, he said, no, we don't need to wear a cloth mask. The masks really aren't that effective. Then it was once they got all the masks from China that they needed, then they said, oh, no, 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 you do need the mask. But now we have said since we started this podcast, that the particle size of COVID is much smaller than what a mask can restrain, okay? That social distancing might be your best bet, right? Being outside social distancing would be far more probably effective than a cloth mask, according to scientific data. But I want to make sure everybody just hears one more time, because we've certainly said it a gazillion times. I want you to hear from um, Dr. Uh, Leanna yeah. Wynn, and she was on CNN, and she talks about this very thing. This was just in the last two weeks since our last podcast, and again, feeling real vindicated. She <laughs> acts like she acts like she's been saying this the whole time. Yeah, yeah, she acts like, hey, what you didn't know? You didn't know, know, you didn't you didn't know, know? know? You idiot. Yeah, well, you're sitting on CNN, ding dong. So no, most of them don't know. Here it are is. Are not appropriate for this pandemic. It was. It's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either, because we're dealing with something that's airborne. Oh, so it was missed the beginning, but she said she cloth said masks. Cloth masks. Okay. So, and mind you, y'all, uh, I'm gonna re- or remind you, the U.S. Surgeon General on February 29th of 2020 tweeted seriously people stop buying masks 
They are not effective in preventing general public from catching coronavirus. But if healthcare providers can't get them to care for sick patients, it puts them and our communities at risk. Okay. Now, I also want to point out, sorry, there is a chart that I will add to our Google Doc too, that was uh, from April 2020 comparing surgical masks and N95 respirators. And just so you know where it says filtration, and um, it's easier to see if you're like looking at this, it says for the surgical mask does not provide the wearer with a reliable level of protection from inhaling smaller airborne particles and is not considered respiratory protection. This was on the CDC website, okay? Now, for N95s, the one that they're mandating for adults and kids, and there's not kids, um, there are no, that I know of, kid-approved, sized, you know, sized for children N95 masks, okay? And what it says for the limitations for the N95, it says ideally should be discarded after each patient encounter and after aerosol generating procedures. It should also be discarded when it becomes damaged or deformed, no longer forms an effective seal to the face, becomes wet or visibly dirty, breathing becomes difficult, or if it becomes contaminated, obviously, because they're healthcare workers, with blood, respiratory, or nasal secretions, or other bodily fluids from patients. Okay, how many kids do you know that do not have boogers and snot and nasal secretions? How many kids do you know that aren't going to touch that mask and go pee and poop in the bathroom with that mask on, yeah. taking it off and putting it back on when they're eating? Like, really, y'all, really? Once again, we have been saying this, especially when it comes to the kids, Kristen and I for sure have, this has been our hill that we are, that we have died on and pulled our kids out of school for this reason, because we do not agree and we will never agree with our kids feeling like it is normal for them to have a covering over their nose and mouth for six, seven hours a day. The detriment that this is doing to our children is absolutely, it's a travesty. It's a travesty. And like I said, we are just now beginning to see the ramifications of what we've done to our kids, keeping them in these masks. And has it slowed COVID? Did Look at our numbers. Look at our case numbers. Look at our hospitalizations. America, once again, we're topping the charts and we're masking and all this like masks didn't do anything except inhibit learning and cause more bacterial Infection. infections and disease because people are breathing and not in. to mention the waste in the uh, ocean let's go uh, what, let's go it, check like, the oceans if you're concerned about the environment and, and plastic straws do you want to know how many covid tests and how many surgical masks we're going to find it was, one, it was 1.86 billion as of last year okay now i want to also pull up because y'all know i love those fact checkers and i love it when they when other people post non-facts and don't get fact-checked, especially the head of the CDC, uh, Dr. Walensky. She's a doctor, right? Yes. Um, sorry. She had tweeted, masks can help reduce your chance of COVID infection by more than 80%. Where did she, did she pull that out of her butt? Like, where did she get that number? Because they, um, Dr. Uh, Renee Prasad, wrote a really good article and we will definitely be putting this in the um, in our Google Docs and it's in the Brownstone Institute talking about how how can you have um, the head of CDC throwing that out there he said it's a complete and utter lie it's a lie there's nothing to back that up and yet this when when people say why do we need to go do our own research when we have the CDC 
or when doctors say per the CDC, this is what we're doing. I mean, come on, have they not showed you that you can't trust them? That number is, there is nothing that shows anything about 80%. We don't know where she got that number from. Neither does Dr. Vinay Prasad, and he's calling it out that this, our public health officials are just throwing numbers out there and we're just taking it as fact. But if we say that masks don't work, then we're censored, banned, and fact-checked. Mm -hmm. But, but they can just throw out random- They just throw out a random percentage, just a random 80%, 80%. How do you know? Where's your, where's your data? How do you and, know this? And by the way, when she said the 75% had the four more comorbidities, if you look at, the, at CDC directly on the website, it's 95%. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so that was also not true. If you do your own research and you actually look at the information yourself, instead of just taking their word for it, you'll see that was not true either. Mm. Y'all, you know who I feel like, and I'm, and, I, and I'm literally, listen guys, we are not saying any of this to toot our own horns, but I think really with the, the amount of criticism we can take for speaking out and challenging the, the narrative and the status quo, it feels good when we continue to have the very people who were saying the opposite of us six months ago, now conceding that what we said six months ago was true. It feel, it does feel good, but that's not what it's about. But I do feel a little bit like we're Toto tugging on the curtain in the Wizard of Oz, trying to show Dorothy and everybody else like who is behind the curtain. That's what right. it feels like right now. And I pray to God that the curtain is completely whisked back and that the entire country any thinking person will see that what you have been told for two years has not 100% been the truth. It's, there's a lot of lies there and there's a lot of stuff that's not substantiated by facts. And it's time that we call these people on the carpet and it's time that they give an account. I cannot believe that we are continuing to even let the CDC talk about anything as much as they have flip-flopped all over kingdom come trying to figure out how to lead this thing and it's been absolutely disastrous. They have been a case study in how to run a country literally into the ground over a terrible cold. And I say that, please do not fight me. Yes, I have lost people I know to, that I've known of to COVID. The vast majority of people I know that have had COVID have survived and been just fine. And the and ones that have been lost, did they have early treatment? Did we, do we ever ask that question? They had comorbidities. Or did they have comorbidities? Yes. Comorbidities with no early treatment. That was a it's recipe a pandemic of the untreated. It is. Uh, it, it, that is what it is. I mean, I, I can't say it enough. There's yep. another fact check that was never fact checked when the president said a pandemic of the oh. unvaccinated. Speaking Go of other countries and you can see that, it, it, I mean, they're all vaccinated and their hospitalizations are up. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of um, pandemic of the untreated right now, as we're recording this podcast and I put it in our just think story, um, Senator Ron Johnson is holding a COVID-19 second opinion panel. Haven't we all been told that second opinions are a good thing, right? Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. All of a sudden, not. all of a sudden they're not, but second opinions have always been a good thing. So he is holding a live, you can watch it live now. I'm sure there'll be a replay. And I happened to catch, um, one of the doctors testifying, he, um, and he, he had said right before I hit record that they have treated 150,000 COVID patients through myfreedoctor.com. And I want to let you hear what he said. 
donate their time to help treat these patients that come to us. They go to myfreedoctor.com and uh, they answer our questionnaires. We deliver the early treatment protocols to them as early as we can. And we have a 99.99% survival rate. So I believe uh, myfreedoctor.com, the, the volunteer free doctor team, we have settled the science on this early treatment works, period. Okay, so uh, let, let me. Amen. <laughs> well, I will repeat this. So it's free doctor. Myfreedoctor.com. M-Y, my. Okay, my. Okay. Um, can you tell me uh, what, tell us the cornucopia drugs you use. What, what is your basic protocol? Are you using what? We're using the McCulloch protocol, which is essentially the controversial drugs, of course, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. It also includes monoclonal antibodies, uh, prednisone, budesonide, uh, and several other prescription drugs that are low-cost generic prescription drugs. And, of course, we use the over-the-counter, uh, you know, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, quercetin. Well, you mentioned budesonide together with Senator Paul, and I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names, a doctor in Texas. We sent information after a, a study in England saying it was, what, what, what percent effective? It's over 80%. Over 80%. Right. And again, we still don't recommend that. Uh, Dr. Corey, thank you very much. Thank, first of all, thank you for being a doctor. Thank you for providing that service. Thank you, sir. Good for Seth, once again, you have options. You have options to get early treatment, myfreedoctor.com, 150,000 patients treated with a 99.99% survival rate with early treatment. That's that right. sounds like a lot better record than the hospitals. Well, and it's better than the vaccination at this point, okay? Because here's the thing, with the vaccines, I think there is, is probably some evidence that, you know, certainly after you've had it for a certain amount of time, there is... Uh, an, an immunity that would allow you to contract the disease. Yes, doesn't keep you from contracting it, but if you get it, perhaps not have as severe of a case. That does not last forever, and you don't know what risks you take by getting it. That we still don't know. There's not been enough time to know. But the, the CEO of Pfizer, in his own words, talked about his own vaccine this week. Now, I don't know if he is now starting to backstep because he has, you know, a conscience, or if it's because they are on the brink of providing, hello, the treatment, right? The new pills, the new expensive pills to treat COVID. And maybe they're now banking on making bank off of that. In any case, who knows? Time will tell. Listen to what he has to say. And don't do it. Sorry, y'all. It's acting up. Hold on just a minute. It's wanting me to log in. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a the booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, in, in against deaths, I think very good, um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now we are working on a on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1. Let me put it that way that uh, will cover Omicron as well. And uh, of course, uh, we are waiting to, to have the final results. The vaccine will be ready in March. Oh, but they're waiting for the final results and he already knows it's gonna be ready in March. But think about what he just said. Mm. We don't have the results, but it'll be ready in March. But you he don't said, have the results. If y'all didn't hear that very well, he said two doses offer very limited protection if any, if any, and three doses offer reasonable protection. 
And President Biden's tweet yesterday just said, get your booster. I mean, these, and, and y'all, the booster is still the same vaccine that was created based off of the original uh, China virus, Wuhan, you know, the alpha variant. Like, I just don't understand. And the Omicron vaccine ready in March, uh, we have had our gone. wave. We Omicron is, we're about, we're about through this. Just like, well, what annual... did you just say today, Holly? Sorry yeah. To, yeah. I'm sorry, Didn't what? You just said something today. Yes. Or yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. I was, we were talking about earlier that yet that, that today, that yesterday he said, we don't want to start a booster program where people are getting boosted every four to five months. He did not think that would be a good idea. He did not elaborate as to why. He said he thought a one shot per year would be, but then of course you get it indefinitely like a flu shot. But again, guys, he says, we think this new booster will cover Omicron. This thing is always going to mutate. Viruses are going to virus. That is what they're going to do. You can't, I mean, it, 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 they're going to mutate. And they're, that's how they're creating, that's how they exist in the world. They mutate around to avoid getting destroyed. And so the best thing you can do is take care of yourself and know treatments and have the early treatments. And if you're asking yourself, well, we just didn't know early treatments. Yes, we did. Many doctors we did. did. We, we absolutely, absolutely knew. We talked about them from our very first episode or our second episode. We talked about the treatments that we knew, myfreedoctor.com and the McCullough Protocol and Dr. Pierre Corey and all these doctors actually treating COVID, not bureaucrats sitting in Washington, D.C. No, not. These are actual physicians treating COVID, telling you what's working and what's not. And we had it. But if we had broadcast if we if if there was a widespread acknowledgement that there were treatments, the vaccines would have had to go away under the emergency use authorization. So if you want to understand the quote conspiracy theory, that's not a conspiracy theory. It actually they conspired to get those vaccines out, and they did it by silencing anyone who was going to treat it or speak out about the dangers of it. And I don't know how you can argue that statement at this point and know what is now you can know if you look for it. And if your doctor says there is no treatment and you can't do anything and they only tell you to go home and get rest or wait, you, you need a new doctor. I uh, mean, fire the doctor immediately. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if your doctor cannot think critically and go research like as much as he or she can to treat their patients then you need a new doctor. If your doctor says per the CDC, you need a new doctor. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. If anyone basically says per the CDC at this point, you need to rethink what you're hearing. But you know, guys, the, the other thing that uh, we wanna talk about is all these voices who have tried to put the truth out there. I mean, it's, it's, what, it's why we started our podcast as much as we, really hate partisan politics. We don't want to get in this dirty swamp of a lot of waters. We really don't, but we knew we had to have these conversations because people didn't know. And we get messaged all the time. People saying, thank you for, for, I didn't know. I didn't know. And that's why we're here. But I want to give a shout out to Joe Rogan, right? This is a, you know, he hosts MMA fights. He's a comedian. He has a podcast, but he has the number one podcast in the world. Far more listeners than any of the news organizations that exist in America today. More than Fox, more than MSNBC, more than CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC. Do you know why? Because, Amer because in a free market system, 
the the demand will go where the supply they like is. And what Americans like about Joe Rogan is that he's naturally curious and he's asking questions and seeking the truth. And he isn't silencing anyone who gives a diversity of opinion, okay? He doesn't, he allows them on his show. I highly encourage you follow and listen to him and listen to it in increments. He does long episodes, but listen to him. And when he had Dr. Malone on the, you know, one of the ones who helped create the mRNA technology, he got a lot of backlash. Why? Because they're afraid. They are so afraid. Some people called it reckless because he could hurt public health. I don't think we can do worse with public health at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how he's hurting it. But that he was, and they had 270. Now this was the, this was the headlines. 270 doctors sign a petition to 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 tell Spotify that it was reckless for to air the Joe Rogan episode with Dr. Malone. Then it came out just a few days ago, and you can follow Russell Brand. He's one of the other people, <laughs> actor, British, but he's the same, naturally curious. He just asked the questions. He's the one that covered this. Do you know that more than half of those people were not even physicians that are allowed to practice medicine? Some of them were PhDs. Some of them were veterinarians and all they could scrounge up was 270. We have 60,000 doctors who signed, or, or sorry, practitioners who signed the Great Barrington De Declaration. Um, actually, Holly, I'm just looking at it. 920,000 signatures. Now on the Great Barrington Declaration, wow. 920,000. Wow. And we're worried about 270 doctors with PhDs. Ain't nobody worried. I guarantee you Spotify ain't worried about those 270 because Spotify gets paid by Joe Rogan's, for, for Joe Rogan's podcast and money talks. I'm sorry, that is just the truth. They're not gonna do anything about Joe Rogan. They let him on there knowing full well that, that YouTube was our, Joe Rogan went to Spotify because he was getting censored by YouTube left and right. By the way, go listen to Joe Rogan's most recent podcast with Dr. Robert, um, what's, it was Epstein, is that his last name? Epstein, yeah. Epstein. Go listen to him because he talks about Google acknowledging, they have it on video, of the CEO of Google acknowledging that they were going to fact check, fact check, and not let through certain information during the election. Okay, so we did an audio clip of him in our what our second podcast, our second, podcast. our first or second podcast. We played an audio clip of him testifying this information. So we have been also knowing and talking about this yep. since June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's and and so they have him on there. And guys, it will make you want to never use Google again. I'm just going to warn you now, if you have Alexa in your house, you're going to throw her in the garbage. I'm just, and I'm not trying to scare you. And please, please still go listen. But it talks about the way they're tracking all of us and how the, it is the most masterful mind control. And it sounds crazy. It sounds so out there. But he explains how they're using information to control the minds of Americans who blindly follow. That is probably why. I am censored because A-L-E-X-A, -E I don't want to set yours all yes. uh, keeps hearing me say um, that I don't like Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> they just stop censoring me. And I Kristen mean, getting uncensored. It's been way too months. long. Come this on. is ridiculous. I know. Ridiculous. I know. Exactly. But, but I want our audience to know that 
it, it's so important, left, right, center, wherever you are politically, please be careful about a tribalistic thinking. We three, we come from across the spectrum, but even in these things that we agree on, we play devil's advocate regularly to say, well, what about this? But what about this? Because we're, we actually have this fear that we're going to get sucked in and not be able to see. For example, I was afraid that like, well, can I not see that the vaccines could have benefit? Like, could there be a benefit that I'm missing that is far greater than any risk, right? Like we have to ask ourselves these questions and we've got to be willing to challenge what we believe. Because right now we have a massive problem with indoctrination and propaganda and people are buying it. And that's why we're sitting in the hellhole that we're sitting in right now. And I also want to remind everybody, if anybody um, wants to come on here or send us a message or tell us anything that perhaps you disagree with or you want something that you want us to talk about or if you want to hop on and if there's any kind of a debate or anything, not like debate, but I mean, well, whatever, just we welcome that. And we say that all the time. We just want you to know that like, we're not trying to be one-sided at all. We try to present the things that you're not going to see because you're seeing the other side all the time. That's <laughs> right. We're just presenting the truth and wherever you perceive the truth to lie, right. left, right, center, up, down, all around, doesn't matter. It's the truth. So right. wherever that lies, it lies. And the truth will hurt your feelings. You know, the yeah. truth will hurt your feelings. It will. It'll, it, it, and, but I think some people are so afraid to admit that they're wrong. They have so doubled down and gone all in on this that they're, they are terrified it's to acknowledge it. It's too hard to acknowledge it. So they just double down on it, which is even scarier. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's worse. It's honestly worse because, and, and that's like, again, Kristen made the point when you've got the, the prime minister of the UK revoking mandates left and right, because the science has come out and it's pretty indisputable that vaccine is not permitting, preventing transmission. It's so it's not a public health thing anymore. It's not. And that masks no longer work unless you have the N95s and even those have to be changed. What is it? Is it every hour, Kristen, they're supposed to be changed? Oh, it's like every hour or like in the hospital, it was like with every patient because, you know, sure. you're, you're taking yeah. it off. So for infection control purposes. Yeah. So, and they're all over the OSHA website yeah. uh, in the archive because they've changed. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. oh how mm -hmm. about that? Mm -hmm. Just like also one, one thing that's been changed, I know we're probably going to need to wrap it up, but um, how we went from being what is it what were the words uh Willinsky, cdc has they pivoted their language yes her, that was her words pivot, her, pivot our pivot our language from being um fully vaccinated to up to date this is another thing that we have been saying for so long that there is no end to this okay no. if it's if it's up to them there's no end no one will ever be fully vaccinated and now they had originally said they were not going to change the definition of what fully vaccinated was. Now they're pivoting their language to say um, you're up to date. So if you've had two of your vaccines, you are no longer up to date. You are only up to date if you've had your booster. And pretty soon you will also be no longer up to date when your booster wears off and you're going to need your fourth and your fifth and your sixth. Well, and here's Infinity. The, the main point here, y'all, is that the reason they keep changing, yes, Science does change. We learn something every day. I mean, and hopefully we are learning more because we are yeah. doing investigating and research and studying what's going on and collecting data. Hopefully that is what's happening. But the point is, we don't know. Yeah, they don't know. 
And I think they just, to be transparent, that is what they need to do. Instead of saying it's completely safe and effective and just throwing it out for the masses, they need to say, look, take a calculated risk. We personally believe this is the best option for you, but this is going to be your decision because we truly don't know. We don't know. You don't study something for a couple months and throw it out there and say, you know, everything about it. Yeah, You know, you're going to study it. You've got to look at people for years. People who are in the clinical trials, the clinical trials aren't done. Yeah. They're not done. Yep. Or if they had an adverse reaction in the trial, they're just discarded from they're the trial. discarded and not yep. included. Several of them have their own personal stories. So this isn't just us throwing crap out there. No. People are saying exactly what's happening to them. There is a lot of cover up. There's a lot of corruption. And again, we're going to wrap it up by sharing this really quickly because I meant to share this earlier. When we talked about the FDA, the new head of the FDA that Biden just nominated, there was a lot of opposition to this nomination. He had worked under the Obama administration, had gone on to then work at Duke University. But I just want you to know that there's a man named Dr. Michael Carome, who's the director of Public Citizens Health Research Group. And he was one that spoke before, I guess it was maybe the Senate, or he said this in a statement about how this FDA commissioner should not be recycled. This is what he says. The country desperately needs an FDA leader who will reverse the decades-long trend in which the decades-long, guys, this has been going on way before COVID, in which the agency's relationship with the pharmaceutical and medical device industries has grown dangerously cozier, resulting in regulatory capture of the agency by industry. You know what he's saying there? That now the FDA is owned by the pharmaceutical companies. He says, Calif, this is this guy, would not be that leader. He has a long history of extensive financial ties to big pharma, most significantly through pharmaceutical industry funding to the Duke Clinical Research Institute that he founded in 1996. He has received personal payments from companies including Amgen, AstraZeneca, Eli Lilly, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, Sharp & Dome, and Sanofi Aventis, both before and after his last stint as an FDA commissioner under Obama. And he currently sits on the board of directors at the biopharmaceutical company, Cytokinetics. Mm. It is a money trail to this corruption and it needs to be exposed. And the way it gets exposed is when every American starts thinking and looking for yourself and you'd say enough. We will not comply with people who are corrupt and do not have our best interests in charge in, in, in front of their minds. It's not that is this is not about public health anymore, people. It's not. Follow the money. Follow, Follow it. Connect the dots. That's right. right. And start asking questions. Start thinking. Just just think. <laughs> All right. Come Here think of us. Think of us and we'll see you again next week. All right. See everybody. Bye. Bye.